Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. It's hilarious to me as a reformed Knicks fan that people think they're ever going to be good. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app, one app, one tap, download the podcast. Say play ESPN on your smart speakers. Your boys are right there. What's going on, Key? What's going on, Jay? It's good. Well, I mean, you know, just listening to Stephen A. scream my ears off because he's not very happy with the Knicks. Other than that, everything else seems to be good. Key, you know why I love that so much? It's because at the beginning of the year, Stephen A. would, New York, stand up. New York, stand up. Knicks, we here. We in here. All that talk. I said, man, look, I'll make you a bet right now on national TV. You bet whatever you want. Ain't no way they're making it to the Eastern Conference semifinals. So win one playoff series. Win no. one playoff no. series. Ain't happening. He's like, oh, better Tom Ford suit. Oh. Ooh, so I'm getting my tailor ready, Key. I'm getting it ready. I'm going to have a nice one. I wonder what price range I should stay around, Key. <laughs> Key got the swag on. Got the KJM. Yeah, KJM swag, got baby. Free for me. Swag on. Free for me. Free for me. <laughs> you, know, you know, we have decent-looking swag, game. I got to say. Free for me. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Um. So free for me, <laughs> the Knicks. The reason some Knicks fans are in bad moods uh, this morning is they they were up twenty eight on Say the it Nets. Again? They were up twenty eight on the Nets. Know who wasn't playing for the Nets? Everybody. <laughs> Nobody was playing for the Nets. Bing bong. Mm-hmm. Cam Thomas. By the way, a guy I thought the Knicks should have drafted. It's like, hey, when you draft around twenty-seven, like later on in the first round, you're like, let's go for some upside. Go get it. Don't get a, you know, you get a role player in a buyout market type thing. You know, go for upside. Nets went for upside. They came back from twenty-eight points down to beat the Knicks without, obviously, without Harden, but also without Simmons, KD, or Kyrie. Now. Let's spin this forward a little bit. Kyrie Irving is still not eligible to play in New York because he's unvaccinated against COVID-19. And um, he may not play at the Barclays, period, because of this mandate. But the, the odd thing has been from the beginning, and Jay, you've pointed this out religiously when the topic has come up, um, visiting players can play. Somehow the mandate doesn't apply in the arena playing the game to visiting players. Now, in my opinion, everyone should have to get the vaccine if you want to play. However, Jay, you've pointed out there's a players union. They wouldn't go for that, mm-hmm. right? So, like, It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here is Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, yesterday morning on Get Up on this very issue. This law in New York, the, the oddity of it to me is that it only applies to home players. I mean, I think if we're, if, if, if ultimately that rule is about protecting people who are in the arena, it just doesn't quite make sense to me that an away player who's unvaccinated can play in Barclays, but the home player can't. So I, I, to me, that's a reason they should take a look at that ordinance. So if, if, on my IG post, I said this October 16th. I said it was ridiculous that a guy like Bradley Beal, who was unvaccinated, could fly in, play at the Barclays Center, but yet Kyrie wasn't allowed to play. Um, I started asking myself the question yesterday, why now, Adam? You've known about this for a long time. Why make a public statement about it now? And I started thinking, okay, a lot of these mandates as it relates to mask and vaccine in different states are being retracted. 
right? Uh, even big concerts, big things of that sort. Uh, these huge stagecoach are releasing, hey, no mandates required on vaccines, on masses. We're fine. Huge events. I think this is Adam Silver sending a message to the new mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, saying it's time to reduce this. It's time to retract this back. The rest of the country is moving in this direction. And for business purposes, we want to have our best product on the floor. And that's the message that I think Adam is sending to Eric Adams of New York City. I think eventually at some point in time when that is, maybe it's too late. I don't know. But the mandate will be lifted in New York City both for mask and vaccinations. I mean, it's happening in certain cities uh, here in Southern California. L.A. in particular is not quite there yet. It'll be in a, a little bit. But there's certain places outside of L.A. where right now it's completely lifted. And I think that'll happen across the country over time, you know, within weeks. Or somebody else will do it in another week. Somebody else will do it. So you eventually see that taking place. But it's always been weird, though, Jay, I'm, even to the point where you're having conversations with people and you're going into restaurants and they want to see your vaccination card in your mask and you show them both. I mean, you got your mask, you got your vaccination card, sit you down at a table, but then there's people walking past you without a mask on to go back to their table coming from the restroom. <laughs> it so it's no all weird. It's just everything that, that's been going on with the mandate doesn't make any sense at all just so wear your mask into the restaurant but then once you get in the restaurant you could take your mask off eat the whole time then you have to put your mask on i think we look i think people look at that a little bit wrong like i hear what everyone's saying it seems ridiculous right i think the idea is the more we can get people to wear their masks the better so instead of looking at it about oh look at all the times they don't wear their masks yes but that doesn't take away from the fact that you reduce transmission um when you do wear your masks i just want to mention jay i know uh, uh, just give me one sec um This is from Reuters, okay? U.S. health officials said Wednesday they're preparing for the next phase of the COVID-19 pandemic as Omicron-related cases decline. So this is the seven-day average of daily cases dropped 40% from the previous week, Mm. et cetera. Hospital admissions are way down. So this is not just arbitrary, oh, we're tired of the mask. This is let's follow the science. The CDC needs to update their guidelines. And you're right, in light of that, the different kind of ordinances probably should change. change. So let's bring it back to basketball for a second. So a, a curious question for both you guys. Does your perception of Kyrie Irving change now that Adam Silver has made this comment? Pretty much advocating for it's time for a change with some of these municipalities in these local cities. I never really had a certain view of Kyrie um, because my whole thing on anything is if there's a rule in place, Follow the rule, whatever the rule is. If it's you can't play because you're not vaccinated, okay, cool, follow the rule. If you're vaccinated, you can play. Okay, follow the rule. That's all I care about. I care about following the rules. If you follow the rules, great. As far as getting into whether or not he is a bad guy or people perceive him as a as a, as a cancer to the locker room because he, he's hurting the team by not being vaccinated, his health is more important than a championship, in my opinion. And if he feels a certain way about what he's injecting into his body, I'm on his side 100%. If that's the way he feels, um, I have no issue with it at all. And I'm, I'm fully vaccinated, and I have no issue with it. Key, I appreciate people who are rules followers, right? And, and that seems like a pretty easy, simple way to live your life, Sounds right? Like you apply that. Hey, here are the rules. Is what 
I am not that way. <laughs> I feel that that you have to that it's good by and large to follow rules. But you also have to use your head and think, wait a minute, is this rule just? And if not, what do I want to do about it? Am I going to follow it anyway? Am I going to protest it? Or am, I, am I going to subvert it somehow? Um, and, and so the, the non-rules following kind of instinct in Kyrie does not bother me. And the fact that, that he wants to stand up for what he believes he believes in, right? You know, what he mm-hmm. thinks is the truth. That doesn't bother me either. It never has. I'm simply evaluating his decision-making. In other words, there's enough information out there that if you are this against, unless there's a religious objection of some kind, right, some kind of a thing that you're saying, yes, this is not rational, this is just what I believe, then that's okay, that's different. Maybe he does have one. But if this is like, I've done internet detective and now I realize that but the, he the science he is wrong. Said, he hasn't said it. He anything. hasn't said it, you're right, he hasn't said it. He hasn't no, said anything. So my, my, he hasn't said anything. Right, no, you're right. he has not. That, that's why I'm saying I, I started the first one with if it's some sort of religion, I get it. What, what I, but, so I have, I have a certain opinion about people who feel that they don't want to get it, you know, apart from some kind of deeply held religious belief, right? So in the absence but, of him, someone saying that, I go, okay, wait a minute. So you're just wrong on the facts. That doesn't change the fact that I, he, he never did anything like what Aaron Rodgers did. See, when Key says there are rules, Kyrie is willing to follow the rules, Aaron Rodgers wanted to kind of cut it both ways. That's what I objected to with him. And after the Rodgers stuff came out, I thought Kyrie started looking better. This, though, doesn't change anything for me because it's no new information. It's just the commissioner acknowledging there's a little bit of hypocrisy in the rules. It just feels like some people held Kyrie's feet more to the fire than what Aaron Rodgers got. There's no question about that. For a period of time, sustained. Kyrie, uh... Kyrie, yes, Kyrie caught it for longer. Uh, Rogers caught it. He caught it. I'm he not caught saying he didn't it. Catch Kyrie it. caught it for hey longer. Hey, guys, got a wrap. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. A huge injury for the Lakers that could significantly impact, have, an, have a significant impact on their season moving forward. By the way, that was all straight talk wireless. No contract, no compromise. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, guys, Anthony Davis is expected to be sidelined at least two weeks after suffering a right ankle sprain in the first half of the Lakers' 106-101 loss against the Jazz, the Utah Jazz, on Wednesday, sources told ESPN. AD underwent x-rays at Crypto.com Arena that revealed no fracture, according to the team. Lakers coach Frank Vogel said AD had an MRI scheduled for Thursday, be today, 
And the team said the star big man will be reevaluated after the upcoming All-Star break. Key, how do you feel about the Lakers after this news, after these events? LeBron James, as long as I got LeBron James, I got a fighting chance. I already know that and recognize that, no matter who's on the team with him. All three of us could be rolled out there in, with him and the Lakers will have a fighting chance. But that's not what it's about, right? It's about championships. It's about consuming a team, a roster around LeBron James to compete night in, night in and night out. And when you are missing one of your big guns, one of your big pieces – and Anthony Davis, you're not going to be able to sustain trying to win games. It, yeah, it was great that LeBron carried a crypto arena on his back last night against the Utah Jazz and won that game. But moving forward, what's going to happen? Anthony Davis comes in one day, he's out for two weeks. It's like, I'm going to play three games, I'm going to miss two weeks. I'm going to play two games, I'm going to miss a month. It's starting to become a little ridiculous every time you look up. And some of the stuff isn't his fault so to speak, but it's almost like, Jay, he's just fragile as hell. Like, I've never seen anything like this, especially in basketball. If you told me a guy get nicked up in football and every time he gets nicked up, it's like, okay, something's wrong. But I'm telling you, every floor in the NBA has seen him laying on it before for whatever reason, you know, whether it's his ankle, whether it's his hand, whether it's his shoulder, it's just like, Enough's enough, what about, dude. Jay, what about that in basketball? I think of I think of like baseball when I was a kid. Cal Ripken Jr. He had the consecutive games played streak, broke Lou Gehrig's record. Oh my God! Then there was a dude, Eric Davis, for those who remember from L.A. But he played for the Cincinnati Reds most of his career, mm-hmm. and he was a great player and he loved baseball. But his body was just not built the same way. He was injury prone. He never played more than 130, 135 games that, out of. Though. You, so that's what I'm asking. It didn't seem to me like Eric Davis was mentally soft or, or not willing to play through pain. It seemed to me his, he was just a skinny dude. He wasn't, his, his, his bones weren't connected the same way as a dude like Cal Ripken. Yeah. You're saying it's a mentality? Well, I think this is different. And I think what – I think, you know, everybody knows that Key is a diehard Laker fan. Mm-hmm. If people could see some of the faces that he makes, that we all make when we come in early in the morning – and we're talking about the game last night. It's not so much about the injury part is frustrating. It's really frustrating because his body doesn't seem like it's built to sustain or endure long term. But there are a lot of games where you're like, I don't need you to be a beta. Do you remember, Key, when we used to have debates about whether Anthony Davis was a top five player in the NBA? We don't do you remember that when that used to be a real thing? I'm going to keep it a buck with everybody about this. And you could tell last night was a prime example of it. When your star player goes down, when you see LeBron James go down, when you see Kevin Durant go down, when I saw Ja Morant go down, you see dudes run over like, yo, what? Are you okay? Like, what, what's going on? When AD went down last night, cats were like strolling over like, oh. Again. Here, here we, we go here, again. Here it goes again. Who's going to help him up? Who's not me. Help? Not me. You saw some cats on the bench. The cats on the bench didn't even get up. So you really think it's a mentality? I think it's a combination of both. I think it's a and, and you have like you're guys a little like fra- Stephen A. Uh-huh. talking about the Lakers should be talking about trading Anthony Davis. And then we have conversations in the morning being like, well, what kind of trade value are you going to get in return? Think about this. Two and a half, three years ago, we're having a debate about whether this man is a top five player in the league. Now, I don't question his talent or his skill set. It's there. Sometimes the question of the mentality about is it going to be brought 
each and every night? Is there a killer in you to be that dude no, it's combined nuts. with the fact that you get it's, hurt all the time? No, it's, it's not, not his fault, fault, though, that he gets hurt I'm all not the saying time, it's right? his fault. Yeah, no, that's I, know, I, say, I know you're not. Okay, I'm just you know? saying I want to bring some context yeah. to it. It's not his fault. When you roll, you know, in basketball, you, you're up somebody's ankle, you roll it. Yeah. It happens all the time, but you still see some players bounce back from it. It doesn't roll to the point where they're going to miss a couple weeks. They may hobble off, get some ice, you know, get it worked out, but they're back on the court. It's like anything that happens to him, anything, he's done. Yeah, maybe like he shuts it down. Look, he's almost seven feet tall. Those bodies are a little different. Maybe over the years he gave into it a little more, a little more, a little more, and now every little thing is a problem. I think of Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl, the way he was screaming and hollering, I thought, oh, he's out for the game, and he, he managed to stay in the game, mm-hmm. right? It's a different sport. You know, I get it. Uh, it's it's interesting that the Lakers have this combination of players because the thing that Westbrook has that people are like, you need to take that back a little, Westbrook. That's AD. If you could give oh. the excess that Westbrook oh. has of that thing to AD, perfect. Can I tell you where I'm <laughs> going, Key? You're not going to like it. But we are now – they have played 58 games. Yeah. 58. 58. 58. Okay. Right? It's uh, their record right now for the Lakers, 27-31. and 31. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are 82-game season. We have 24 games left. Key, I'm telling you right now, if you're Rob Plink or if you're the Lakers, I, I get that everybody's going to try to buy for the eighth spot or the play-in tournament. and that, that's, that's, But I, I'm really starting to like, – 10 games in, like if we're four and six in those 10 games, man, I'm, starting, I'm scaling LeBron James back. I know he doesn't yeah. want to do it. My man's 37 years old. Yeah, year why, 19 why in waste the league. it? Like I'm uh, – AD, I don't know what I'm going to get from AD. Like realistically – I know LeBron's always going to fight because that's who LeBron James is, but you're having a conversation about, do I need to play you this way, or am I starting to think about next year? Am I starting to think about what can I get in the draft? I have one first-round pick in 2027. That's why I couldn't make any moves before the trade deadline. So I'm realistically thinking about how do I get my team in the best position to acquire some assets for next year. Well, if there's a switch after the All-Star break, According to what Jay's talking about, they better flip it. I still think they can. I've not given up faith. Crazy. All right. One NFL coach finally addressed the elephant in the room. We'll tell you what that was. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. If you're a Knicks fan, you don't want to check the scoreboard. That's no, never a good not. idea. So, you guys ready to talk a little NFL? Let's do it. We've been doing NBA heavy Let's today. See, I know. What, what's going on on what this show? That? What's happening? Well, we talk Lakers, so Key has not checked out. He's like, okay, we're talking Lakers. Lakers. Now, on to another hey, national it, brand, hey. but it's NFL. Hey, hit him with that robot, Key. Hey. As <laughs> long, long as I'm not being screamed at in my ear, I think I'm okay. <laughs> so, Mike McCarthy. Dallas Cowboys head coach. Uh-oh. Interim head coach. Oh, no, wait. Sorry. He's not technically the interim Jeez. head coach, is he? Was on the Rich Eisen show on PeacockTV.com, and he talked about the conversations he's had with Jerry Jones. Listen. We talked about it. Uh, we, we, we talked about Dan's situation. talked about Sean Payton's narrative also. The conversation was, you know, uh, you and I are in this, you know, back-to-back, and, uh, you know, it's a partnership, and, you know, just focus on what we need to do moving forward. He made some personal comments about, you know, how, how he feels about it. But, you know, that, that's really for, for him and I. But, yeah, I, I'm very, very comfortable with our relationship and our dialogue. I mean, it's uh, at the end of the day, we both want the same thing. And it's uh, to win the world championship. Of course. They both always want the same thing, to win a world championship. I think that the, the thing that stands out to me that's glaring is the fact that he understands – the situation and where things are at. He understands Sean Payton is looming in in the Texas area, and he'll be there all season long whether he likes it or not. That's the beauty about it. When you know what you're up against, like Mike McCarthy understands. There's a coach on the staff that was a Super Bowl appearing head coach and Dan Quinn who could easily be the interim coach third, fourth week of football season. And then there's another guy who is chilling somewhere waiting to – figure out whether or not he wants to coach the Dallas Cowboys next year, depending on how deep Mike McCarthy run is toward a championship. And that's a good thing for him. He doesn't have to. You know, it's very uh, difficult at times, Jay, in life in general, when you deal with someone that you don't know about. But when you know about them and what they are, you can deal with him differently. You can handle it. At least you're aware. Meaning and Jerry. I think he's aware of the situation. No, I mean Mike McCarthy. No, I'm saying Mike McCarthy. Aware. Mike McCarthy is saying he's aware of who Jerry Jones is. Oh, aware of Jerry Jones and the Sean Payton has yeah. a yeah, yeah. big-ass so, house not too far from the state. <laughs> one thing, Key, that impressed me about this, I just want to follow up with you for a second. Mike McCarthy, like, you don't win a Super Bowl because you don't have any kind of quality. Like, as much as I go at, Mark McCar- at Mike McCarthy – he, he is a Super Bowl-winning head coach, even if it was, like, almost from a past generation, the way the football but so, but keeps so, evolving. But so, but so is Sean Payton. Right, you're right. And the thing that impressed me about McCarthy here was the fact that he acknowledges the elephant in the room. There yes. are head coaches who would not mention Sean Payton's name. He brought up Sean Payton's name to the press. He yeah. said he talked about it with Jerry. I was impressed he has some leadership qualities that – you don't see in other areas, Jay, you were very critical of Matt Nagy, right? Because he seemed at times mealy-mouthed, like he didn't want to say certain <laughs> things. That, and and that, is not, that is not Mike McCarthy. He was straightforward. No, Keith, there, there, no. there comes a point in all of our lives when you just have to look at the mirror and say, I got to go do it. 
Gotta go. And it, I, I think the thing that I liked about the interview was that there was accountability there. Like, we all know what this is. Like, ain't nobody out here stupid. Sean Payton's looming. You know, Super Bowl coach on the sideline. I get all that. But I have all the resources in the world. I have all the talent in the world. There are no excuses. And if I don't get it done, then I'm accountable enough to say it's time to move on. I respect the hell out of that. And that actually gives me insight to, I think, how this team is going to be this year. Now, they've always had high expectations. But I think if the team can take accountability and ownership the way their head coach can, there's that trickle-down effect key. Like Once again, like that's what they have to go do and, because that's what it is. And when coaches, when coaches don't pan out with certain things in sports, winning, things of that nature, when you anticipate they should win and we question their coaching and stuff, a lot of the times it's because they are loyal to a fault when it comes to certain things. Uh, if you remember last year, who was Mike, not last, not this past season, but his first season, who was Mike McCarthy's defensive coordinator? Mike Nolan. Who was Mike McCarthy's boss when he was in San Francisco? Mike Nolan. So he dug up Mike Nolan out of the ground after a hiatus of, I don't know what it was, 10 years or something like that, to become his defensive coordinator. So that's loyalty to a fault. So they come in, they switch up to Dan Quinn. And the reason I bring this up is how can the Cowboys be better? Well, they can be better because they can run the football. When they ran the football and they gained over 100 yards, they were undefeated. But what happened was they stopped doing that. Kellen Moore decided he wants to throw the ball all over the lot because he's an ex-quarterback. Ex-quarterbacks as offensive coordinators, they have the tendency to want to do but, that. Well, hold on, Key. Look, I, but this is interesting to me, okay? Because I think people look at the Cowboys, they go, they have everything they need. So it must be the coach. So they got rid of the last coach. They bring in a new coach. If this doesn't work out, it must be the coach. They paid the quarterback. But when you say, Key, they have to, you know, that he wanted to throw it all over the lot, they have a lot of very good receivers, right? They Doesn't have, mean you got to throw it all over the but, lot, but my, but my point is they also have a great quarterback. If Aaron Rodgers had a ton of great receivers doesn't or someone like that, that – Doesn't mean it, you got – that's but, part of the problem, Max. But, but wait, Key, you'd want him to throw it. If, 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 he had, if, if Aaron Rodgers had the entire Cowboys receiving core, you'd want him to throw it. Why don't you want Dak to throw it? And the reason be, I bring this that up – That doesn't sound like a discipline mentality, though. That's you, saying, well, because I have all these pieces, did you, I have did to you, do it this yeah, Exactly. No, you to, did like, you not just hear what I said, Max? When they ran the football and they gained over 100 yards, they were undefeated. Yeah. yeah so what does that say? What it says to the, me is their quarterback isn't as good as their, their, that's their not, running back. That's, that's that not what that, that says. What it says is we have a system in place, and when we get away from that system, we wind up screwing it up. And where I was headed to this is offensive line was shifty. They were in and out of the offensive line. But when you are loyal to a fault, Joe Fieldman, who's the offensive line coach, is not an offensive line coach. He's a football coach. Okay, when he was in Green Bay, he was a pseudo-offensive coordinator quarterback coach. Went to Miami, got fired, whatever the case is. He winds up back on Dallas staff. Now he's the offensive line coach. Nice guy. But you can't be a nice guy and coach offensive linemen. You got to be a prick. You got to be a real ass to coach offensive linemen because you got to be tough like them. That's another problem that they have on top of the – 
Kellen Moore situation. And I understand what you're saying about, oh, if you got this hotshot quarterback, how come they're not throwing it all over the lot? It's not that. It's you pick your spots when to throw. Mm -hmm. You pick your spots. Just because you got a plethora of weapons at the receiver position and you got a $200 million quarterback – doesn't mean that you got to drop back 45 times to throw the damn football. Sure. Especially if that's, you know, you got to also take what they give sometimes. What the defense is let you got to Yeah, gotta don't be, be hard-headed. Yeah. But, Keith, the, the reason I bring that up is uh, Mad Dog Russo, Chris Russo, was on first take yesterday and made oh, the case God. that Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr, let's leave Derek Carr alone because Derek Carr and Dak, you might argue, are better than Dak. And wait, wait, his wait, wait, main wait. point was, to me, was – he that that Kirk Cousins has won a playoff game. Oh on the road, God, get on out the of road, here! And Dak has not. Um, this is a all right. Thing. So here's the question. Look, I don't think Kirk Cousins. Anyone here think Kirk Cousins is better than Dak Prescott? I don't. No. If none of us do, let's leave that alone for a, a second. He so won a game. He won, he won a game. playoff game, right. but, but on the road. I, I want to leave that alone because none of us think Kirk Cousins is as good as Dak Prescott. But it does beg the question: Is Dak overrated? Let's say he's considered. A, an elite quarterback, does that overrate him? Where should he be rated? Key, is he top 10? Is he top 5? You had him at one point top 5. You said he's hovering back and forth between that top bucket and the top of the next bucket. Is Dak overrated? No, he's not overrated. Why would he be overrated? How is he overrated? Because they lost this, this year in the playoffs? Because well, he's I mean, been I, I six think... years in the league, and it is a good, he hasn't won a playoff well, game. Let me, let me ask you a question, though. Let me ask you a question. In Peyton Manning's first six years, was he overrated? Uh, by year six, I think he was pretty good. But uh, did he miss any time with an ankle? Did he? Did you? You gotta look at everything in totality, man. You can't just look at it and say, "I don't like him." I, I just I, I like this guy better, and, and go to screaming and yelling and hollering and saying that Kirk Cousins is better or Dak Prescott is overrated. Dak Prescott is not overrated. Anybody in their right mind knows that. Well, but it, but overrated it depends on where just you because you haven't, just you because you that? haven't, well, just because you have not won a playoff game on the road doesn't make you overrated, Jay. I, see, Key, I, I feel like what happens with fans is like the, the two gauges of overrated and being underrated are performance <laughs> compared to expectations and performance compared to contract. Right. <laughs> so when you start looking at Dak being the third highest paid QB in the NFL by his annual salary being $40 million a year and has the second most fully guaranteed money at $95 million, based upon what we're talking about, about their formula of success being when they run the ball for over 100 yards, they are undefeated, right? That starts to build a case for somebody to say that's being overrated. I mean, I think this is where I say Dak could be considered overrated, and I'm a Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott's very good. I think that because of the way he was trending, we, I th- and because he's the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, because he took over a very good team from Tony Romo, they won 12 games in Romo's last full season, that he was cons- and then he got the bag, he was put in, at least in, in terms of the way we talk about him, in a certain category in which he has not proven to me that he belongs. I do it's- think it's a good point. You should, in, in year six... You still haven't made a playoff run, and you've been on a lot of good teams. And so, you've also had bad coaching on those good oh. teams. You just finally got 
a decent staff and a decent coaching staff around you. Both of the coordinators was potential head coaches to leave, and now they're back. And I, I, is, and, I, and I go to this because when you start saying playoff wins on the road, playoff is a comparing, guys, is Deshaun Watson, when he comes back, is he overrated? Because he no. certainly didn't win any But that's what I mean, Key. Some uh, of it's or, eyeball or is, test. Is, is Josh Allen overrated? I, I'm just saying. Are not, certain not people anymore. overrated? No, Josh Allen's no. like a cyborg sent from the future to, to, what, to but, get but, Patrick Mahomes. But let me ask you this question. Why? What's the difference between him and Dak Prescott? What's the difference? An AFC championship game. Oh, so you went so because no, he went all, to the Josh AFC Allen's championship got a better arm. That, no, 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 I, I, that's I, not. I don't care about the arm. I'm asking you, what's the difference between Dak Prescott and Josh Allen? In terms of being rated and overrated and not overrated. Okay, Dan Graziano, what is the difference between Dak Prescott and Josh Allen being overrated, underrated? Well, I, I guess my question on this is always who's doing the rating, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I, I think I think to Jay Will's point, like a lot of this is centered on money. Uh, you know, is Dak Prescott the third highest paid quarterback in the league? Is he the third best quarterback in the league? No. I, that, that that so if you if you ask those two questions and answer them honestly, you'd get to the point where you say, oh, he's overrated, but. That that has that has more to do with market factors than than ability, right? If Aaron Rodgers had been a free agent last year, he'd be making more money than Dak Prescott. So, whatever. My my question is, who's doing the rating? And so for me personally, like I think Dak Prescott is sort of appropriately rated, right? What we think he's good. We think he has the ability to deliver at a high level. He hasn't pulled it off yet when it comes to the postseason. But it's not as if he's played poorly in the postseason, right? That first year, the game where Rodgers beat him with the sideline throw to Jared yep. Cook. I mean, there was nothing wrong you with the way Dak Prescott played in that, in that game. game. Yep. So uh, we, we have seen it. Uh, we just haven't seen him cap it off because of where he plays Almost everyone who ever wore that helmet with that star on it is to some degree overrated, right? Because we talk about that team so much. Uh, So, yeah, I think there's a case to be made. It's just, to me, it's like it's another one of these until you do it, you haven't done it things. Like Matthew Stafford is now probably going to be rated more highly than he was a week ago. What about just like Dak is talked about by some as though he's great. When I think he's very good, but not great. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you guys I think are great. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Tom Brady was great. Yeah, I think Joe Burrow. I, I, I think, like, swap Joe Burrow and Dak Prescott. Whose team do I think got better? Whose team do I think got worse? They're, Josh Allen, too. I think all those guys are better than Dak. And I know Justin Herbert hasn't made the playoffs. I think Justin Herbert's significantly better than Dak. I just think these mm-hmm. guys are better than him. Now, I think he's probably the top of the next level. But I don't think he belongs in that first level with those guys. I, you know, he, so he probably doesn't belong with Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes because they won championships. Right. Okay. okay? They they won MVPs. That's fair. So maybe he doesn't belong in that. Okay. Like Dan said and Jay said, money is going to dictate your feelings about Dak Prescott. That's just the reality of it. But the market dictates that. Aaron Rodgers will be the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League when he signs an extension with the Green Bay Packers. But if he doesn't win any more championships, does he deserve to be the highest paid player in the history of the National Football League? Some would say yes, some would say no. So when you look at Dak Prescott and his situation, let's let it play out. And you're wrong about Justin Herbert being better than Dak Prescott, Max. I just want to put that out there. I I think he's way better. 
Is, oh, Key, no. is Key breaking news on a Rodgers contract extension in Green Bay? I haven't heard that one. <laughs> Did he resign? We see into the future in this show. Man. Oh, okay. I don't think you. You, uh, you so, clearly haven't been on this show or listening I'd, to I'd, this I'd show. Wipe, I'd, I'd do a little wipe clean on that crystal ball. I'm not sure you're reading it exactly right. Are but, we ready uh, to do some hot news yeah, or not news? Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider, joining the show, giving you the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Hot news or not news time. In a 24-hour news cycle, everything feels like news. Yeah, it's not news at all. Let's find out what's hot news or not news. Key, will you tell me? Is this hot news or is not news? You're so scary. You're going to throw it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Aaron Rodgers and I I don't know how to pronounce his fiance. Is it Shailene Woodley? Shailene. Shailene Woodley. Okay. Mm -hmm. Have broken up. Yeah. Hot news or not news? <laughs> I, I'm going to say not news because I, I, I feel like I had heard this already. Maybe it's because of, of the magazines that my wife reads. I, I don't know. But, uh, blame it on your wife. But uh, I, I, feel like, I, I feel like when I heard it yesterday, I was like, I thought we already knew that. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, too bad, I guess, for Aaron. Like, we won't see the Hawaii pictures this year. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, not news. I don't, think, I don't think it impacts anything NFL-wise. I'll say that. Yeah, I don't think it, – it's not news to me. I mean, I saw this coming long, long time ago. All you do is follow the breadcrumbs and Aaron Rodgers in his situation. If you follow that, it never lasts very long during football season, that's for sure. What are you talking about? I'm pouring gasoline on this fire. This is hot news. Why? She has a place, an hour outside. You know, Boulder, I think, Boulder. Right? Yeah. I, there, there's so many commonalities that you're finding to why he would want to go to Denver. So, Even with all this stuff happening, Dan, Nathaniel Hackett, yes, I'm being a germ spreader right now. I am playing into this role. This is major news. Maybe he's not going to Denver now. It's ironic you'd say germ spreader when talking about Aaron. The, the, um, the, <laughs> oh, so you think that the fitting. reason he was going to go to Denver was because his fiance has a house near there? That kind of was kindling on yeah, the fire. I mean, yeah. she works in L.A. I guess I need to read those magazines more closely. I didn't realize that. That's, That's why he's yeah. going to San Francisco, because he's from the San Mateo area. <laughs> Aaron Donald and Sean McVay talking about running it back at the Super Bowl parade. Is that hot news or not news, Dan? I think it's hot news because people were wondering. And while I will say that a drunken, shirtless run-it-back does not qualify as an official announcement. I think if you're a Rams fan or if you want to see the Rams continue to do what they're doing, it's good to hear them talking like that. I I do believe they'll both be back. I I believed that before yesterday. Uh, So I guess you could say not news, but I'll say hot news because people were wondering. I'm going to do it both ways. I'm going to go hot news to the fans, not news to me, because there's no way in hell a coach in five years in his career, two years going to the Super Bowl, one year winning it, an eight-year defensive player, one of the best to ever do it, is retiring at the height of their careers when there's so much more left to do. It, it was never going to happen. I'll allow you guys to take hot news, not news on this one, because yesterday when I heard Sean McVay yelling, all I thought about was I called Evan Wilner, the producer of our show, Baby Sean McVay, and you see him <laughs> yell, run it back, run it back. It was hysterical to me. Max, you're next. Hot news, man, and it's nothing to do with, like, look, whether or not you believe them, that's the first time you've heard McVay who said, oh, I don't know, we'll see, run mm-hmm. it back, run it back. So, yeah, it's hot news, mm-hmm. I got to say. Two days it. later after I said, we'll see. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was evasive and noncommittal, and all of a sudden he's yelling at Aaron Donald. But I, the way I read that is, you want me to come back? Aaron Donald, please. Are you going to come back? You're Okay, good, I'm in. I think in both cases, there's a contract adjustment that could really yes. end this discussion very quickly. Key, it's funny. Liquid courage changes a lot of things. Well, there's huh? that, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, they had some expensive it liquor, was, too. Yeah. yeah. That was, none yeah. of the liquor was cheap. They hydrated. 
Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. Real quick, guys, we got about a minute. Zach Taylor defending the play of his offensive line, saying, quote, the offensive line helped us get to the Super Bowl. They gave us opportunities to go win the Super Bowl. Hot news or not news? I think it's not news because I think it's just a coach talking at a press conference and saying the right things. I do not think it should be read as, oh, the Bengals don't think there's a problem. I think the Bengals will address the problem on the offensive line this offseason. If I'm proven wrong, fine. But from, from right here where I sit, I think they will, and I think this is just stuff that – is being said in a press conference, and we could ignore it. Not news at all. Yeah, not news. Agreed, not news. What's he supposed to say? My guys were no good. Right. They came within a, like a play or two of winning the I Super mean, Bowl. Seriously. Maybe one play of winning the Super Bowl. No. All right. They, they, they got $50 million in cap space and all their picks. They've they got to fine. address the offensive line in the yeah. offseason. Thank you, Dan Graziano. Why Aaron Rodgers may be leaving the Packers, and it has nothing to do with football. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 